0: Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Justin Peters. I hope that this finds you and your family doing well today. I want to thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I have the special privilege of bringing to you an interview that I did with Virgil Walker. He is the Executive Director of Operations at G3 Ministries. And I met Virgil a number of years ago, five, six something or so years ago. And we've developed a friendship uh, over these past number of years, and he's just a great, great guy, and a, a wonderful testimony, just a very, um, a very compelling testimony, very encouraging testimony, uh, and I wanted to, um, I've wanted to interview him for quite a long time for my channel, and we're just now getting to it, but, uh, uh, uh your, his testimony will encourage you greatly, how God delivered him out of, uh, some, some really bad stuff, bad theology and deception, and, um, make you aware of some of the resources that he has that will be a blessing to you and will help you in your uh, sanctification and growth in the Lord Jesus Christ. So without any further delay, here's the interview that I did with my friend, Virgil. Well, Virgil, brother, thank you so much for joining me. How are you tonight?
1: Fantastic, man. It's always a joy to get a chance to talk with you and interact with you, brother.
0: Thank you, thank you so much, brother. Well, I've been wanting to have you on my channel for some time now, and so uh, glad that we we have this opportunity. And um, I just want people to get to well, know you. I feel I
1: feel I feel like I made it, like I finally arrived, brother. So if I'm <laughs> on your channel, I know I've, I know. <laughs>
0: You know a lot of people are on my channel for all the wrong reasons, you know. I'm I'm Okay, I'm, 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 okay, you know, okay, okay. <laughs> you are you are uh, an exception to the rule, brother. I uh you yeah, are on, for all yeah. the right reasons. <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, you're, yeah. you're not going to you're not going to make an appearance in uh clouds without water or anything like that. So. <laughs> no,
1: sir. no sir. No
0: sir.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but ho- hopefully you you would call me long before I got there. You would call mm-hmm. me and say, "Hey, brother Virgil, you got to." Got to pull it back, man.
0: Got to yeah. pull it back. There you go. There you go. Long before. All right. Well, brother, the honor is truly mine. It's it's a great privilege. So uh, I want people to just get to know you a little bit. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, where you live and what you do. And then, and then we'll talk about your testimony.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, born and raised in upstate New York. Uh, I tell people I I moved to Oklahoma as soon as I possibly could. Uh, But truth be told, upstate New York, if you know anything about that part of the country, not not much different uh, from a standpoint of country uh, than some places and the rural parts of of other, you know, of, of, of other states. Uh, but grew up uh, in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, to be exact, kind of the mecca of uh, of uh, you know the Word of Faith movement. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of my 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 backyard. Uh, mom and dad uh, were were there, married, uh, was there with them for for years. I would come to faith uh, in high school. A dear friend of mine, John Lindsay, uh, introduced me to Christ and the gospel and uh, through our relationship, you know, just really learned a lot about what it meant to be a a true follower, a disciple uh, of Christ. And so he was just a a dear friend through high school. Um, My college years were kind of mixed up and messed up all over the place. I went to a place called Harding University, uh, which actually is a Church of Christ college, uh, didn't, didn't know what, what that was all about for the most part. Just knew my friends were going there. And so that's where I was, was trying to go. Um, would leave there, come back home and, and really kind of get lost for quite a while. And I'm sure we'll talk about this uh particularly uh with regard to personal testimony, but was really trying to find you know my identity if you will kind of where i where I wanted to land uh I knew I had a relationship with the Lord I knew that that was that was a a, a very real uh you know uh expression I understood the message of the gospel uh I understood and could articulate you know how Christ saved me from my sins and uh that i that I knew that it was by faith based upon his grace. Uh, in my life and and uh, my repentance of sin and placing my full faith in His finished work, all of those things were clear. Uh, in, in the Mecca that was Tulsa, Oklahoma, however, uh, it was difficult to ascertain uh, w- w- what I was missing. You know, I was always being told that there was an additional blessing that 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 I was missing out on. Mm-hmm. And my parents, uh, interestingly enough, uh, grew up. You know, when I grew up in New York, uh, were Kojic. So we were Church of God in Christ. Okay. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have a profession of faith at that time, but uh, I knew that as church. I mean, every my earliest memories are growing up uh, in in more Pentecostal circles. And so as I come to faith in Christ, my thought was, I've got to get back to those roots. Um, at the time, uh, there was a movie you may or may not remember. Uh, uh uh justin uh, uh the movie was uh Malcolm x uh so everybody yeah. was wearing the x hats and all of that so th- yeah. this was a this was a real uh kind of time of identity especially for black kids you know. Um, and, and so I was really struggling with that. And, and so thinking along with this kind of, kind of cultural ex- expression of, of blackness, if you will, that I needed to get back to that area in my life as it related to spiritual issues. And so I'd find myself at Carlton Pierce's Church. But just fast forward through that, um, I would be there for a while. I would take on a job, a uh, number, of, number of jobs, started out in the military. Uh, and, uh, did that for quite some time, about 12 years, uh, with then, uh, transition into, uh, civilian life, so to speak, after getting my college degree, I worked for a pharmaceutical company called Pfizer Pharmaceuticals, uh, did that for a number of years and did very well, uh, in that space. There's a lot of funny stories combining Earning a, earning a, a great income alongside this kind of name it claim it prosperity gospel thing, uh, while while some of it's funny and humorous, other aspects of it were very very dangerous and had uh, dire consequences on my family and and, and the like and, and and me personally almost mm. shipwrecked my faith and oh, so wow. um, that 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 was a that was definitely a part of it. We would move from. Um, tulsa oklahoma to oklahoma city as a family Uh, i would move from oklahoma city then to omaha nebraska and in nebraska uh, i I would take on a job as a manager uh, for the for a pharmaceutical company and i was managing uh, nine sales representatives across three states Um, uh, just i was barely home uh, and uh and and really had had kind of latched on uh my identity as a as a provider and what that meant and uh and and kind of got headstrong about that neglecting the spiritual life of my family and my own personal spiritual walk and journey as well um and, and again that's where the tension came uh from a standpoint of of, of our marriage and the like and so um it, you know a lot of tension to the point of almost not just bending but breaking mm. uh but God in, in his great mercy just kind of held us. Together, I, I didn't have enough really sound theology to 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 keep my head straight, and so God just kind of graced me through that period as I began to wrestle with with different issues. Um, my wife and I would kind of re- reconnect. There's, there's a very brief kind of a uh, separation there, but she she would come back. Uh, she she had, her family was in uh, was in uh, 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 Ohio. She would come back to Oklahoma uh and then we would ju- we just kind of try to figure it out we were in a southern baptist church at the time uh i had come across uh apologetics this is the first time ever in my life i even knew uh how to how to spell apologetics yeah. uh much less what it what it actually meant and um it was through that process that I'd begun thinking about what it meant to defend my faith. And and for me, this was the first time uh, as well. I know I'm running through a lot of content material, but <clears throat> this was the first time that I understood what it meant to love the Lord, uh, lo- love the Lord, my God, with, with, with not just my my whole heart, but with my mind and strength. And so I, it was a new, I, I felt like in, in many ways, this was kind of almost like a born again, again experience, uh, as as now, I could. It wasn't my faith wasn't this emotional high. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was rooted and grounded in what it meant to study and read the scriptures, know what they mean, and to be able to defend the faith. <clears throat> my wife and I were still kind of word of faith, um, you know, kind of kind of I'll I call it word of faith light. Uh, uh-huh. But we were attending this we were attending this Southern Baptist church. Uh, and our thought was, honestly, Justin, it was, well, we'll we'll teach our kids all about speaking in tongues at home. Um, yeah. we'll teach them about about the gifts of the spirit at home. and you know these these poor folks here, they'll just you know they they, they only they only get a partial gospel. uh that was that was kind of kind right. of what we were thinking. And in my journey, uh related to apologetics, I'm online looking up stuff learning. I, I actually run into uh you. Uh, at Southwestern uh, Baptist Theological Seminary, giving a talk about all of the false teachers. Of course, I, I didn't know that they were false. Didn't claim that they were false at the time. Uh, yeah. All the all the false teachers that I had, you know, cut my teeth on and grown up listening to and 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 enjoying. Um, you basically dissected them one after another, and, and I. So you had the combination of two things: one. My desire to learn more—that uh, uh, again, a God-given desire to learn more, to be in the Word, to understand it, and then to hear you rightly divide that in light of the false teaching that was being given—and it was, it was like it was like a light bulb went on for me, oh, and wow. uh, I, I just, I just was, I was in awe. I, 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 I couldn't. After that, I, I, I tried to find as much material. Uh, that you were putting out that I could get my hands on, uh, and and uh, I, I I've listened to uh, especially the, the the talk that you gave at southwestern years and years ago uh, so many times. I, I I if if the if the computer if the internet were a tape recorder the tape would have broke. So <laughs> I just I, I just I just all but memorized much of that content. Now so here I was moving in the direction where 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 you are where where we are today uh and also needing to figure out what it meant for me as a as a man who had never understood what it meant to shepherd my family uh to catechize my kids uh what it meant to really study the scripture in in a family worship setting had no framework for any of that yeah. uh, and i had to figure it out so i'm i grabbed a, a, you know Votie Bauckham, i get a hold of his stuff and drink it down like 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 I'm parched uh and yeah. and, uh, and get as much of that as I can family shepherds family driven faith and so I'm 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 indulging all of that and then again with your content what I'm beginning to do with with my wife is just share little bits and pieces with her and and let her kind of chew on the word of god and uh she would do that and and I want to say it was a process of about 3 years uh mm. of us really D- dissecting, exegeting, understanding texts of scripture in the light of 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 proper biblical hermeneutics rather than what we had been taught for you know 10 20 years. Yeah. Um, and and so that that was indeed a process. And so uh we went through that went through that process and uh, came out on the other side. And uh, af- as a result, I-, I got much more active. As I now understood the word, I felt like everybody had to know it. So I got involved in uh, just ev- street evangelism, uh, go- showing up at abortion clinics and just uh, pleading for the life uh, of-, of the lost. Thank well, you. the folks at my Southern Baptist church began to take notice uh, and just asked me, you know, do you feel like you have a-, a call to ministry? And for me at that point, by that point, I was you know, five years into that whole kind of you know deconstruct process, if you will, I know that has a negative connotation re- regarding uh, you know other other things, but but this was this was an important part of that process uh, for me. But w- once I had done that and really understood the word really well, was about I was about five years in, and and I, and I, I said, you know, for me, I know it's not a matter of of if I feel feel called to ministry; it's just a matter of when. And uh, I'm in no rush. I'm seeking no no position or, or anything like that. I just love the Lord, love His Word, love His people, and uh, want to grow in that. And so uh, they they were very gracious. Asked me if I wanted to, if I was interested in a in an opportunity that they had to come on staff and uh, work in discipleship. And I I, I told them absolutely not, um, for two mm. reasons. Uh, one was I did not feel um, theologically equipped. Uh, for the for the role, uh, I, I had just started putting myself through. I, I was working in pharma, so I'd taken some of my bonus checks and and put those toward a theological education uh, at Midwestern. Uh, and so I was kind of going to school there, kind of going through that process. Uh, and then two, I was still in the pharmaceutical arena and, and we, we were, we, we weren't doing badly. You know, my wife and I, yeah. financially speaking, weren't doing poorly. I recognized I wasn't, I wasn't showing up to Creflo Dollars Church. So there were no jet planes waiting for me. Uh, <laughs> if I, if I made a transition from pharmaceutical sales to the ministry. Right. And uh I, I knew that we would take a financial hit and uh and uh, uh talked to my wife about it. We prayed about it and uh, you know she she really basically affirmed, you know, what what took you so long. And I knew that this is where God would have you and and uh you know, mm. let's move forward. So uh we did that, got involved there at at West Side uh church there in Omaha, Nebraska, where I served as the discipleship pastor for about six years. And, um, loved everything about what I had the opportunity to do. They were incredibly kind to me, gracious toward me, uh, in so many ways, uh, Justin. I mean, uh, the, the, you know, the fact that they, they knew that I was trying to work on my theological education, they agreed to pay for that theological education, allow me to go to school while I was doing, uh, the, while I was fulfilling, uh, the role. And then when all of the issues of social justice began to crop up, uh, they were, they were, they were hands wide open. They they felt like I had a command of of the uh, and an understanding of of the subject matter. And they they never they never you know, they were always promoted my going and coming and doing anything related to that. So they were they were very, very gracious uh, in, in that regard. They were willing to deal with with my more uh, reformed, uh, uh, you know, theology uh, yeah. as it continued to progress. And that that's a whole nother story. Um, but, uh, and understood even in hiring me that at the point that they hired me, uh, I was a five point Calvinist and, uh, huh. they understood that they were, they were more traditionalist in their, their perspective. And I tried to, I did my best to kind of honor, honor their, the, the, the leadership there. Um, I would eventually get a phone call. This was in 20, 2020, uh, from Josh Bias. I had attended G3, G3, uh, in 2017 and had met Josh and yeah. Josh and I would meet. Uh, Josh Bice, who, for those who don't know, is the founder and president of G3 Ministries. Uh, we would meet from time to time in different spaces and places and, and connect and have kind words. And I was watching G3 ministry from afar for quite some time. And and I think I just got on, uh, on Josh's radar screen over that time. And he would watch me on social media um, and, and would eventually, especially after about after 2020, uh, when the George Floyd stuff broke, asked me if I would be interested in doing some writing uh, for G3. It was just an opportunity to write some blog articles, uh, myself and Daryl Harrison, which I, I agreed to do. Uh, and then that began a conversation that would eventually have me in the role that I'm in now as the executive director of operations for G3. Mm. Wow.
0: Brother, that is quite the journey. My goodness. It is an
1: incredible journey.
0: That is quite the journey. Well, praise the Lord for the, the work that he's done in your life. And, uh, yeah, that's um. I rejoice in that. That is that is the true work of the Holy Spirit. Not all of oh. the charismatic nonsense, you know, angel feathers and gold dust and stuff. It's yeah, it's what He did absolutely. with you.
1: Absolutely, um, absolutely. And there's so many, so many amazing things through through that journey that that God blessed along the way. Blessed the work of my hands. Blessed the ministry that uh, that that I was a part of. Just so, so many amazing things. I I, I never. Uh, Justin, I I I know, I know me. I know Virgil. Uh, mm-hmm. I know, I know what's in this heart. I know what what I need to repent of on a daily basis. And so uh this is all the the, the grace of God, the goodness of God, uh the Amen. providence of God. And uh Amen. I I wake up daily grateful for, for the opportunities that I've been given.
0: Amen, brother. Amen. Well, um, can I ask you a, a couple of more specific questions
1: about absolutely any anywhere you want to go?
0: All right. Well you mentioned a name briefly and I want to return to it, but Carlton Pearson. So uh you there was a season in your life when he was your pastor, is that right? Okay. That's
1: exactly right.
0: That's not exactly a, a household name like uh Joel Osteen is. So tell us tell us who Carlton Pearson is or was and, and your experiences there and, and how how you ended up leaving that church.
1: Yeah yeah carlton pearson uh is is now an apostate uh but at the time that that uh, i ran into him there at, in tulsa oklahoma uh he was the the pastor or bishop uh of of um a higher dimensions evangelistic center uh there mm-hmm. in tulsa oklahoma uh he was a very famous very well known pastor in fact there's a a Netflix movie uh, called Come Sunday uh, that that kind of kind of uh, takes yeah. a look at his life. Uh, and what's interesting, I, I got a chance to to watch that particular movie, uh, the, the Netflix docu- docudrama documentary, and uh, it's very, very uh, accurate. Uh, in fact, many of the characters very very accurate. Uh, in fact, many mm. of the characters who played specific roles, I, I knew those people personally. Uh, uh, I, I knew exactly who who those those folks were. Uh, the, his interactions with them, all of all of those things, and and some some of them, I, I even still uh, have access to and and and, and not connected with. Uh, but 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 no. If if I needed to get if I needed to reach out and touch one of them, I could.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, it,
1: it's it's that that kind of a relationship. But uh, he was a very uh, charismatic, and, and I don't mean that in a theological sense, but a very right. charismatic figure. Right. Uh, uh, he, he 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 enters a room, and I'm telling you uh he's he's a 1000 megawatt kind of personality huh. uh, and and he's he's very uh very gregarious he's very warm uh if 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 his gaze is on you you feel very very important um he he was that kind of a kind mm-hmm. of a man uh this was the first time for me and and I think for many uh, that that uh especially in the in black communities where uh that you don't you don't really have a, there, there there are a lot of black boys in particular who have are absent fathers and 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 girls who are absent fathers. So in many respects, a large, large part of his black congregation saw him as a father figure. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and, and what's interesting now, now that I understand what it means to pastor or to shepherd the souls of a congregation, uh, you could not call him a pastor. Uh, he was a, he was a preacher. He was a, you know, a, a, an orator. Uh, and, and more times than not, his theology really revolved around, um, uh, around music. Uh, he, he would he would he would he would exegete songs from days of old. One of oh. the biggest gift that he that he had was he had a gift. For taking kind of the, uh, older generation, this generation, uh, of, of grandmothers that, you know, that, 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 that folks that would be my grand, grandmothers who would be in their sixties. I say from sixty to eighty years old. Um, and, and, and bridging the gap between them and a very young audience of, of twenty-somethings. And he was a wonderful bridge between those. And the way he bridged it wasn't through the exposition of scripture. It was through music that he did it. And, uh, um, you know, just a powerful, powerful, uh, presenter. Uh, I go back now and listen to what, what passed for sermons. Uh, and, and I just, I just shake my head. It's just, it's just gobbledygook. It's absolute gobbledygook. Yeah. But uh, again, folks would show up. The big, the big draw for him, uh, and for that church was the Sunday morning experience. I I remember showing up on Sunday morning. You could from from out in the parking lot of the church. uh, If you got there, uh, you know, minute after things had started, you could feel that building just rocking. And uh, imagine a a one hundred plus a uh, a a a person choir uh with vocalists who who were outstanding i mean any one of them could have been a grammy award winning gospel artist uh any any one of the people that were that were leading uh yeah. and and on any given on any given sunday you know you'd have this 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 old this elderly woman who would grab a microphone and start singing and she would wail and the church would rock I mean, it would just it would, it would it would rock, and, and she she could pass the mic to anybody else, and any one of them would would uh, would 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 outdo a Whitney Houston on any on any day of the week. I yeah. I, I, I dare Whitney Houston to walk up in there on a Sunday morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. so, so, somebody would hand her her head. I'm telling you, she they 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 could do it. So he had a, a an ability to just to draw these incredibly gifted and talented artists, uh, and and people came to they came, they came to see the show. They can't see yeah. it had nothing, it had very little to do. Again, it was you know the the, the idea of, of worshiping God was was on the top of that, but most of the songs we sang were were you know if you look if you begin to break them down theologically they were very man focused very man centered.
0: Yeah, yeah. So theologically he was charismatic, um, but he also he also was an annihilationist. Is that right or a or a universalist?
1: yes yes he 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 would eventually lean into universalism uh carlton didn't have much in the way of a theological education at all um i think he took a semester at All roberts university maybe uh he was a part of the of the of the of the singers the the oru singers and traveled and uh and, and quote unquote preached um, you know, and, and that's kind of how, how he cut his teeth and he was a, he was a favorite of, of Oral Roberts. He attended Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Oral Roberts himself took Pearson under his wing.
0: Out of all the probably 25,000 students that had gone through there by the time he
1: retired, no one had the kind of access to him as I did. He really, literally treated me like his son. Uh, and so the, the they they provided additional platforms for him. Um, and again, the more the more you practice preaching, uh the the, the better you get at, at at whatever style of preaching you're practicing. Um and so he he got very effective at his style of preaching, uh again, which wasn't, which definitely wasn't expositional preaching. Um, but yeah, he would eventually, and, and I watched this trajectory go from uh, go from one who who he, he would he would call himself Baptist initially, mm. you know, Baptist, Baptist Pentecostal, you know, is, is yeah. kind of kind of how he he labeled it. But his theology would eventually kind of deteriorate uh, to the point where he 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 held the belief. Uh, of, of universalism, that that all were already saved, uh, yep. that you did not have to claim Jesus as Lord, uh, and that even though you didn't, you could be Buddhist, you could be Muslim, you could be Hindu. Uh, Jesus had already died for you, and, and you were already saved, whether you knew it or not. Yep. That there was no, in fact, he, he would he would eventually uh, deny the existence of hell.
0: So now, Carlton had come to his own radical conclusion about hell and decided he was going to preach it, that he had to. And so he stood up in that big church of his in front of his thousands of worshipers
1: and let it all out. For the first time in all my life as being a Christian, I really not only loved God, I I started liking God. He called it the gospel of inclusion
0: because it included everybody, not just Christians or evangelicals or fundamentalists. There'd be conflicts, of course, but surely he of all people could convince his congregation and maybe the evangelical community to welcome his new idea that everyone is saved, that hell is a place after death does not exist.
1: Um, yeah. And uh, and that, that's, that's kind of where it stood. Now, I watched that doctrine that, the, of, of, of everything. That was the one thing that, that would eventually deteriorate the church into absolute nothingness people would actually walk out at that point and so that that was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back he would eventually find a home uh in circles that affirmed um you know same-sex marriage um, yeah. um you know gay relationships uh he would eventually land in, in those spaces. And yeah. since that since that time I've had an interaction or two with him uh prior to uh I think he ended up ended up blocking me on on social media. Uh you know, we we had a few exchanges. I was I was very cordial. But at this point I had studied why I believed what I believed. Uh I, I, I knew very well uh, uh, apologetics. I understood uh you know laws of logic and reason and and, and could 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 identify you know logical yeah. fallacies very well. And so yeah, um he, he didn't have much time or room uh to really interact with me in a social media space. Right. So
0: right. And uh I'm I'm assuming that he would also and I'm I'm going somewhere with this, but he would also he also had the ability to speak in tongues.
1: Yes, yes, okay. that was that was preached. That was preached heavily there, okay. uh, whether uh, tongues and, and and prophecy. And I, I man, I I saw some of the weirdest, strangest things uh, there. That uh, as a result of of the of that of that very firm belief uh, that that there was modern day revelation uh, that that folks could you know folks could prophesy and uh, you know and, mm-hmm. and get words from the Lord immediately and yep. uh, and and then again and then tongues. Um for, for you know for those who are continuationists, there was never a biblical framework for that that expression even in that setting. Everybody yeah, all the time, is. you know, every every Sunday were were speaking in tongues. So
0: yeah. So so speaking in tongues, prophesying, words of knowledge, probably. Some, maybe not during the service itself, or maybe so, you would know more. But uh, being slain in the Spirit, I'm sure you probably
1: saw it. Oh, absolutely. Some. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So all of that stuff was going on. He was practicing it. He could do it. He could do the tongues. And yet, as a universalist, that puts him well outside of the parameters of a biblical Christian. So this absolutely. was an... An unregenerate man, lost, false professor of Christ, and yet he could do the stuff.
1: Yes, that's very good. That's a great point. That's a great point. I mean, his his testimony was, you know, if you ever asked him for his testimony, it wasn't, you know what? I understood the gospel. Uh, I came to faith in Christ. Uh, I repented of my sin. I understood the finished work of Jesus. Uh, you know, I'm saved by grace through faith in Christ according to scripture, guys. Well, that was, I've never heard a testimony like that. Yeah. The testimony was always, I was, I've been preaching since the age of five, you know, yeah. that was that. So, so obviously, he, you know, from, from the age of five, early, earliest memories, he was always preaching. So there was a, never a, a, a saving knowledge of Christ. There was never a, a, a profession of faith uh go, Going from death to life as a result of of, of of a clear of a clear gospel call, there was never that. Yeah. It was always you know this this kid who was mimicking pastors that he knew from the age of five, and and things went on. So I I agree with you. I don't believe he was regenerate at all.
0: No, no, there's no way he could have been. And and but yet he could do all the things that charismatics do. So that that shows that. Just because you're speaking in yeah. tongues, just because you get words of knowledge, just because you think God is speaking to you and you prophesy and you, you shake and jerk and you, you know, you get slain in the spirit. So what? So. Right.
1: What? Right, right, right. I mean, I, again, I, by, the, by the time I got out of all of that, I think there was a, someone wise said, and I don't even remember who it was. It's not, it's not all about how you, how you fall down. It's about how you get back up. And mm-hmm. uh, and what you're going to do as a result of, of of having a clarity of understanding of what the Word of God says, uh, and 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 how to apply that biblically to your life.
0: All right. Well. Well, brother, thank you so much for sharing your testimony. I mean, you've come a long way by God's grace. He has brought you you've um, a long way from where you were.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm so grateful for what God has done the people he's used like you and and so many others who've uh declared truth um and and stand on the truth and uh preach the truth and and people I've been fed by, you know, I I count you as 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 one of those. And I'm I'm so grateful, man, for for your ministry and what it has meant, not only to me, but to I know many, many other people, but but personally speaking, for myself, uh for my wife and and for our entire family. So incredibly grateful, brother.
0: Oh, well. Oh, brother, the, the affection is mutual and you've been an incredible encouragement to me as well. And, um, thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your ministry. And, and, um, as we close, uh, you've written, you've written some books. I want to get people in touch with your resources. Where can people go, brother?
1: Yeah, you can go to uh, g3men.org. Uh, I've got two books that I've written, uh, uh, co-authored with Daryl Harrison, uh, Just Thinking uh, About, uh, I almost forgot the title of it, Just, just Thinking About <laughs> uh, the, state, the State, Just Thinking About the State. Uh, yeah. And then, because we've got, we've got a trilogy. One is Just Thinking About the State. We're in the middle of Just Thinking About Ethnicity. Third one is Just Thinking About the Truth. The one that's out now Is just thinking about the state. And so that one's out now. It's available and, uh, and you, you can, you can check that out. You can go to Amazon and get that, uh, wherever, wherever you uh, perhaps buy your books. Uh, in addition, uh, G3 Press. Uh, has published our other our our other work uh and, and really this one is more of a kind of a biblical worldview uh kind of book uh, really looking at uh issues of fear uh why are you afraid is, is the title of that one and we, we had a great time putting that together again based upon a lot of the work that Daryl and I have done uh on the podcast on the Just Thinking podcast so definitely want to check that out.
0: Absolutely absolutely all right well Dear ones, I will put the uh, I will put the links to all of that down below in the description, and so you can click those links and go right to the source. And uh, I highly commend those resources to you, Virgil. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, brother.
0: All right. God bless you, man. Okay. All right, dear ones. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that was an encouragement to you. Certainly was to me. And until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or a comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.